0: Tennessee a big winner over South Carolina here on this Saturday. 45 to 20, the final score. 38 first half points. 28 in the first quarter. Austin, it was another another game where Tennessee jumped out of the gates and really kind of kind of won that game in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, they jumped out. They were up 38 to seven at halftime, and then kind of. Took the foot off the gas, got a little lackadaisical, a little boring in the second half. They did tack on a touchdown late. I told Ben before the game that I thought Lenneth Whitehead would score a touchdown because on Al Wilson Day, number twenty-seven needs to make a make a touchdown. Sure enough, he did. Um, you know, and so you know, this is a you know a Tennessee football team that continues to get more confident. You know, I mean, sure they you know can clean up some things. I know that'll be something that Josh Heupel harps on all week they gotta you know they gotta learn to finish yeah sure we started great guys but we didn't finish we gotta learn to finish um part of that was on play calling part of it was on lack of execution and and so you know this is a football team that ben you know has really kind of turned the corner now again does that mean they beat old miss a week from now no old miss can score and so that game could end up being a really high scoring shootout um but you have to feel good about you know Tennessee the rest of the way, especially with Hendon Hooker at quarterback, he just makes everything seem so much uh, more smooth than what we saw early in the year.
2: Yeah, it kind of stinks that Tennessee had the second half that it did because that's your your lasting feeling, your your lasting image of what was a big blowout win, quite frankly, over South Carolina. I thought the offense was absolutely awesome in the first half, and I think that should be the primary uh You know the center of the conversation going forward this week as we put a bow on South Carolina is that Tennessee's offense dominated in the first half and I I will chalk the second half up to taking the the foot off the gas you had multiple players allude to it Uh, Josh Heupel alluded to a a loss of focus that led to the second half Uh, so I I don't think that was truly Tennessee's offense sputtering against a, a, a bad defense. I think the, the conversation should be that first half, and it showed that Tennessee is going to be able to put up points this year. Um, maybe not against Alabama or Georgia, we'll see in the coming weeks, but a, a game next week uh, against a bad old Miss defense, Tennessee should absolutely be able to put up some points. I, I think Hendon Hooker is, is playing phenomenal football right now, and I, I think the best thing is that he's not turning the football over, and, and that gives you a chance all day, all day long to win a football game. I want to say this is
0: the third game this year that he's scored uh, four total touchdowns. I have to go back and check, but I know it's not the first. Um, and I, I would second that. I think Hendon Hooker's playing incredible, incredible football right now. Tennessee 8-9 uh, on third downs in the first half. Uh, Tyne Evans, again, had, a, had another long touchdown run, got himself over the century mark. Tennessee did a lot well in this game, won the turnover battle again. You know, Ben, I'll start with you on this one. I ask Austin this after the Missouri game. With what you know that's coming, Ole Miss, georgia alabama a win like last week a win like today i mean how much confidence does that give you inside that locker room moving forward that says hey you can you can score on anybody you can play with anybody
2: it has to give you a a lot of confidence because like you just said you've been able to put up points just to bat on anybody and even the florida game if jimmy callaway makes that that catch on fourth down and tennessee's able to punch the ball in. I mean, it's a 24-21 football game going into the fourth quarter in the swamp. So 21 points, not a ton compared to the last two weeks, but Florida's defense much better than Missouri's defense or or South Carolina's defense. So uh, you're really getting into the meat of the schedule and Georgia's defense is just different than the defenses that Tennessee has been putting up points against and and same can be said for Alabama. But even still, this is a big boost to the confidence and and that's that's the biggest thing you want going into that type of football game sure you may be outnumbered from a talent perspective and a personnel perspective but uh, at least tennessee has that confidence and and at least they're clicking on all cylinders and, and who knows you go in there and and you give yourself a chance to win
0: austin uh, Jalen hyatt got involved early in all the two receptions on that on the opening drive and then of course found the end zone a lot of a lot of people have question marks about how the staff is using Jalen hyatt but hey i thought today was a big day for him
1: well, the, first, the touchdown catch was a heck of a grab. Yeah, I mean, in traffic, I mean, full extension, you know, snag on a, on a heater. Um, you know, I, to me, that ought to get him some confidence. You know, I mean, that was, a, that was a big-time catch, you know, when Tennessee needed it to start the football game. They tried to get him involved with a, with a wrinkle play a couple other times, and South Carolina just snuffed it out. One time, I thought Hendon Hooker could have floated the pass, and hit him and probably would have gained, you know, maybe 10 yards. The other time, he, they just had it red and he, he was there was nothing there. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's good to kind of get him going. Um, you know, again, this is a wide receiving core that that's kind of odd to me because, like, you know, Javante Payton gets a target early, catches a touchdown early, and then is nowhere to be found in all the rest she wrote. of the game. I mean, it is. It's every game. Every game. I mean, like, at this point, he's, he's on pace for, like, you know, 12 catches, 10 touchdowns on the year. <laughs> I mean like I it's 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 remarkable. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, they got to, you know, continue to work guys, get them more involved. I thought Cedric Tillman had his best day today. Had some nice catches in traffic, you know, what he ended up with about 70 yards receiving on the day, 59, 59 you know, on on six catches, seven targets. Um you know, I, this is a, you know, passing game that, you know, they've clearly cut down the rotation. Um, But the guys they are feeding have continued to produce, including Bayless Jones, who has really been really doing well the last few weeks in that slot.
0: A couple more things before we call quits here. Tennessee, obviously not at full health right now. Had a couple more guys uh, banged up in this one. Tyon Evans left late. Uh, Josh Heupel said they just made the decision not to put him back in the football game. I would agree with that. Why why even risk it? But Jabari Small Dress was banged up, did not play. Theo Jackson was in street clothes for part of warm-ups, went out there and warmed up for the other half, but he did not play. Danico Slaughter didn't play. And, of course, Cooper Mays Kingston Harris, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, ben, you know, how important is it for this team to, to try to get healthy? Of course, it is important, but you know, do you think this team will be a little bit healthier this time next week when Ole Miss comes to town?
2: It's very important, and Tennessee has to get healthier because at, at some point all of these injuries are, are really, really going to come back to bite them in the butt and you can get away with this amount of injuries against the Missouri, against the South Carolina, but uh, against an Ole Miss offense where you need everybody chipping in, everybody available, pulling their weight. Um, If you don't have those guys, it'll come back to get you. And they've got to get healthy this week. And obviously some of that is just pure luck and whether you can get Certain guys healthy. Uh, different guys have different injuries, obviously, but they've got to get healthy because again, you can get away with this amount of injuries against the Missouri, against the South Carolina, but against the the Ole Misses and uh, the Kentuckys,
1: the, the Bamas, the Georges, you're you're gonna need everybody because you're gonna need help from everybody. I thought huge today that Tennessee did not have to play Jabari Small. Yes, he yep. needed the rest. Theo. He could have played, yes, but hey. Theo at least went through warmups, and I know Jabari did too, but Theo looked fine out there moving around. Whereas like you know Danico Slaughter was, was limping. seriously limping um
0: but you saw God step Brandon Turnage stepping up yeah Turnage stepped death.
1: up yeah and I, I think that's huge because Willie's so like trust oriented like if he doesn't trust then he struggles to play today if Brandon Turnage didn't earn his trust I don't know how else you could because he played really really well he did drawing praise from Hypel afterwards was all smiles um you know for a kid that you know kind of everybody you know Felt like, well, he went to Georgia only because he was promised a spot, and then he left because he wasn't going to be the starting corner anymore. And, you know, he, he, he could be a problem here. I, I heard that narrative pushed a lot when he decided to come here. Kid has been on above board on everything he's done. So, you know, big smiles from him today. He's happy, you know, and tickled with the way he played. So, you know, again, not, as Ben pointed out, not having to play Theo, not having to play Slaughter, not having to play uh, Jabari Small, Jalen Wright didn't play today, you know, uh, to me, that's a real win. Elijah Simmons did not have to play today. Um, you know, I, I get a week further down the line. Cooper Mays dressing out today is interesting to me because that tells me, and, I, and I'd heard it, and I heard it. And I'd heard he is really progressing rapidly. Now... Does that get him back for next week? I don't know. Um, I think if he doesn't play next week, I sure wouldn't play him against Alabama. And then he gets the bye week, and he comes back fully ready to go against Kentucky. One would imagine. Yep. Um, but you know, to me, that's an interesting dynamic going into next week because you know you may need you know mean defense or the offensive line dig up six sacks to the South Carolina defense today, so you may need a guy like Cooper back next week if he can give you anything. Even if he, even if he and Carvin rotate and he gives you you know every third series. Like, that might, that's better than, than not at all. Yeah, what it tells me
0: is if he, if he was in pads today, it means if Carver went down, he could have went in and played. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but why? if, you were, if you're unavailable, why are you dressed out? So I, I would agree that is kind of interesting, even though you might not be – you might not should be out there playing, but if you had to, you could go. And so, you know, it looks like he's progressing, and we'll have to see about next week. Uh, big recruiting weekend. We'll, we'll wrap up on this. Ben, you and I were over at uh, Catholic last night. Lipscomb Academy, a big winner over Catholic. We talked with uh, a couple prospects and Caleb Beasley, the Spillmans, and, and of course Trent Dilfer. That's up on the front page right now and on the board. Austin, uh, three officials in here today, ton of unofficials. Who are some of the highlights of uh, the weekend and uh, some, some people we'll be uh, talking to over the next couple of days.
1: Well, obviously, you know the main two to me, I mean, no offense to Brian Grant, but he's committed. The, the other two official visitors are Davison, and I'm not even going to try to attempt to pronounce <laughs> the last name, the kid that was committed to Rutgers, you know, he had to like what he saw today. Tennessee, you know, played good defense. And the same thing with Joshua Josephs. If you could say any about anything about today is Tennessee didn't really get to the quarterback. They need a Leo. They need two of them. They had two of them. They're top two on the board. Joshua Josephs and James Pierce right down the recruiting section today. So Pierce did make it in with his teammate, Dalen Smothers. And so that's twice unofficially. I mean, I, I don't want to say Tennessee's the leader, uh, but I would consider them the leader at this current <laughs> moment uh, it for, easy for James check, Pierce. It, Correct, but it, but it's not. time you have to go through the mountains, yeah. Yeah. trust me. I mean, Annoying. I've talked to en- en- enough recruits over the years where it's like, I don't want to go through the mountains. You know, I have to get up early at 4 a.m. to leave, to get over there, to, you know, to be able to partake in it's the stuff day they want to get, yeah. So, you know, it, I just feel like that to have those guys here to play the way they did defensively, to have the atmosphere, again, was it perfect, no. Um, But, you know, I I think that, you know, Tennessee's got some juice in recruiting right now. They had a bunch of solid players here today. We'll see what happens next week, who makes it in. I think next week's a perfect candidate weekend for an unofficial visit from Walter Nolan. Um, Maybe a five-star quarterback or two. Yeah, and then we'll see, you know, who up for the 23 class. Um, And then we'll see, you know, who else makes it in. Um, uh, from across the in-state players.
0: Yeah, and uh, that committed class is going to try to make an effort to be here against Ole Miss. <coughs> Numerous of those guys have told me they're going to be in attendance. Uh, final score, 45 to 20. Ben, any, any closing remarks here on a, on a day that was all balls there early on and finished off uh, all in orange?
2: Got the job done. Four and two through the first half of the season, and I, I think there's truly something to be said of that. You and I talked about preseason expectations and, and people – assuming that Missouri and, and South Carolina were ahead of Tennessee because uh, their head coaches are media darlings and, and Josh Heupel isn't necessarily that. And uh, it was a good reminder the last two weeks for Tennessee to remind folks that, hey, Tennessee's still ahead of Missouri and South Carolina, and I think there's something to be said for that.
0: All right, Ben McKee, awesome Price. I'm Eric Kane. Tennessee a winner today over South Carolina, 45-20 to 20 here at Neyland Stadium.